News Talk ZB and the New Zealand Herald present Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, demystifying your finances. Hi, I'm Francis Cook. Welcome to the show. Politicians are always banging on about the economy. Who has the better understanding of it? How they're the person to get our economy running hotter? And why the other guy's ideas are stupid? Which is all well and good, but what about on the day-to-day level? Do our politicians remember what it's like to be the little guy like you or me? And are they keeping an eye on the issues affecting our lives? How hard it is to make ends meet? Maybe even a few suggestions on what we can do for life to be a bit easier. Money issues touch every part of our lives and I want to know what the people in charge think about it. So, I asked the leader of each political party currently in Parliament for their best money tip to help the average person. This time, it's the Labour Party. News Talk ZB presents Cooking the Books with Francis Cook, boosting your business confidence. I'm joined now by the freshly minted leader of the Labour Party, Jacinda Ardern. So, what's your biggest money tip to help out the average person? Um, well, probably mine I would take from um, growing up. My my mum was um, particularly, I guess, for want of a better word, fiscally prudent. And I remember as um, as a kid her coming home one day with a bunch of bank bags, a little box, and a pile of $2 coins. And from then on, my sister and I, who were about intermediate age, would receive our pocket money as $2 coins. And mum would tell us that we had to pop them into bank bags, be it you know with little labels on it that might say lunches, birthday presents, clothes, even shampoo. So it was up to us to buy all of the things that we needed and it was up to us to budget for them every single week as well. So I learned that from a very young age and it's probably why, uh, you know, I was pretty hesitant to ever go and buy, you know, a surfing labelled T-shirt because of the number of weeks it would take me to save to buy it. So a, a great, a great way to learn. So learning those lessons really early, um, a great thing to do if you're a parent. So, okay, so you had to buy your own essentials, yes. um, even down to things like shampoo. Uh, from my own teenage memories, I'm guessing you didn't buy Pantene. Then. No, no. <laughs> I do remember that being a big brand, of course. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know how mum strict, I don't recall mum actually being very strict on, on the shampoo front, but certainly um, buying presents and gifts, we had to, the discipline was if you wanted to buy something, you had to save for it. Um, and she really taught that as well. And, you know, I still remember when I got my first credit card, it was because I was traveling independently as a 16 year old and I needed something as a backup just in case accessing money became a problem overseas. And even then, that lesson of don't spend money you don't have, never pay interest on a credit card was something that mum instilled really early on. And it came from those very simple lessons of saving to buy um, rather than accruing debt to buy. Yeah, do you think having the physical cash there right in front of you changes the relationship at those early stages? Yeah, it, it was certainly meaningful for me, but so was actually working out how long it would take me, how many pamphlets I would have to deliver to buy something as well. My first job was quite early doing leaflet delivery and I started viewing the world in, you know, hour and the hours that I spent delivering flyers. So it meant that money was quite meaningful to me from quite a young age. I had a real sense of its value. Uh, and and even from that first job at 14 when in a, in a shop, that, that to me gave me my real sense of, of how hard you had to work in order to purchase anything. <laughs> Yeah, especially when you're on those very first minimum wage jobs. Yep. Oh, they don't go far. Yeah, five bucks an hour. But basically, you know, I do remember working every week to 
to to keep my car on the the road as a teenager. That was basically what it what it paid for. Um, but yeah, lessons lessons I learned from my parents very early on. Do you think that's shaped your relationship with money even now? Yes. Oh, a- absolutely. To this day, I treat credit cards in the same way as my mother taught me. Um, uh, and and I've never put anything on high purchase. I you know I have to acknowledge that I've been in a position that I've had um, a wage from the time that I've been earning that's enabled me to cover my essentials. But uh, and not everyone's in that position, so I acknowledge that. But at the same time, I've always only ever, um, you know, always tried to live within my means. That doesn't mean I haven't had bills that have thrown me, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, back in those early years especially. But but those lessons certainly, certainly played a big role in the way I then I even approached that. And I'm loath to mention anything about your own future and children because we all know how heated <laughs> that can get. But if you were to have kids in the future, yeah. would you want to do this yourself? I would. I would. I think, you know, um, just having a real sense of um, the value of every dollar earned, um, having a sense of how hard it is to earn it. Not as many young people now have those after-school jobs, but even if it's just via doing chores around the house or just just being able to equate how long it takes to vacuum before you get to wash the car or whatever. Um, and I really appreciate, you know, when I see parents that I know do do try and teach those kind of lessons. Uh, you can you can go too far, I guess. You know, I certainly, you know, there's a tipping point where you want people to be able to enjoy their lives as well. And I've certainly seen people who who have budgeted towards an inch of their lives. And I know a lot of people in the position where they feel they need to do that. But equally, you want people to, to, um, to, you know, to enjoy what they've worked hard for as well. Mm, it is that trick, isn't it? Because I, certainly um, I have been a spendthrift in my past life and then I overcorrected and mm. budgeted too hard. And you have to have fun, otherwise yeah. you snap. Yes. So is there something that you use as a little trick to keep yourself on the budget but still having fun, a cheap fun thing to do? Oh, no particular no particular tip, but um, I do think that just being mindful of the fact that, um, you know, I think I remember my dad saying something to me one day about, you know, you can't you can't take it you know you can't take it with you yes people you know trying to have the savings to make sure that you've got some security some financial security but when I find myself lecturing my parents on making sure that they you know yes saving for your retirement is important but also enjoying enjoying your life in the meantime because you just don't know what lies ahead of you so finding that balance I think is important I don't have a particular tip for it other than just checking every so often that you feel you've got security but that you're happy. Yeah, when it comes to setting up that relationship with money, I know that some people come from different backgrounds Mm. and not everyone's parents are financially literate. That's just a trick that escapes us sometimes. Mm. So when it comes to teaching the next generation about money, where do you think the biggest responsibility lies? Is it with parents? Is it with institutions like schools? Yeah, I mean, we'd love, um, you know, certainly parents, you know, if they're in a position to teach those tricks that they've learned, then yeah, of course, it's a great way to learn it. You know, but I acknowledge as well, my mum was a bookkeeper. You know, she worked at the local petrol station in Tiara, so she learned some really good skills there and that helps. (laughs) Not everyone has that. Um, We'd like to see financial literacy taught in schools. In fact, we've just announced that that's something that we want taught in schools because when I talk to young people about, you know, taking loans um, as a future, perhaps a future student, 
credit cards, even you know, extending that out into things like tenancy agreements are practical skills that young people want to learn and we should give them that opportunity. You know, because a lot of the stories of misery I hear from the moment someone signs that deal with a third tier lender, um, often not really realising, you know, what those interest rates are, are going to mean in the long term. The earlier we can teach those lessons, the more the better we'll all be. Yeah, I've certainly come across that in my own life where I've met people who've taken out car loans particularly yeah. and they've just signed up for the most horrific deal with no idea of it. I mean, yeah. are, these, are these stories that you're coming across quite commonly? Yeah, yeah. But what I have to keep in mind is some of the surveys that have been done of those families, people see them as their their saviours and I can see why. You know, the big bill comes in, you don't know what you're going to do and there's one person who will lend to you. So on the flip side of that, we need to find alternative responsible lenders um, and those are now emerging banks are starting to actually fit into the you know move into that space of um, no and low interest loans to meet that need but ultimately I also want people to be armed with that information so that they know there's alternatives for them. It's tricky isn't it because I think that a lot of people really struggle with numbers and even when it comes to maths but then you've got money there's a whole other emotional level on it. Do you think it, schools can tackle that sort of topic when it can be so emotionally loaded? I think we can try, and I think we need to try, you know, because those are really basic life skills um, that, you know, people are crying out for. Uh, and, yeah, they, it is a loaded a loaded topic and conversation, but um, where else do we expect our kids to learn? If not from their family, then probably school's our next best option. So something we should we should try. Our expectation, though, is that there are lots of avenues that we can teach this. There is um, some banks are working in this space. They see it as part of the public good, is trying to teach financial literacy, budget advice services. Let's help our schools provide those 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 lessons. Okay, thank you so much. That's Labour leader Jacinda Ardern. If you have any questions about this episode or thoughts for ones in the future, do send me a message. I'm Francis Cook on Twitter and Francis Cook Journalist on Facebook. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Until next time, have a great day. And that's Francis cooking up your business confidence for another week on News Talk ZB.